Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Gopal. And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. What's up, Leon Rose? How you doing, Magna Gopal? I am doing well. Another... You're looking uh, very... Um... Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> my glasses are a little dirty. <laughs> You're looking you... normal. <laughs> 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 uh, so it's really not how I'm looking. It's the fact that your eyes are terrible. No, no, no. These are actually I have to go and change my glasses because uh, my mom told me years ago that I would need them when I pass a certain age. I think it was like 21, and now at 25, I. Uh, <laughs> 20 21 times 2 plus 10 is closer to the age anyway what are we talking about today (laughs) well today uh, we are going to go into another audience listener question this is from uh one of our listeners jonas from sweden not getting the you got it right this time well done i did i did (laughs) um from mamba vikings And the question he had asked was with regards to the terminology that different schools use, but also different areas. And I actually really like the example that he used. So his his message was syllabus and rules in salsa. He said, I studied music before dancing and stepping into the salsa dancing, heard a lot of things that were strange for me. For example, the use of the word syncopation, which in salsa is referring to speed, where in music, it's something completely different. And he's always in a pinch when teaching because he uses this term syncopation to dancers, but ultimately knows that it means something different. And same thing goes for some other movements that are taught in a specific way. And he said that it's almost blasphemy to say something else. But whenever he's breaking it down, he's always trying to find that balance between what do I know this to be? What is the actual definition of it? And how should it be broken down? versus what is the common terminology that's used when referring to this, this movement so that other people can understand. And the, the syncopation part is really interesting because I'll admit, I don't have any musical background. So whenever I've said the term syncopation, I've also referred to speed, kind of the how many things can you do within um, a certain count, you know? So instead of stepping on one and two only, you would be stepping on the one and the end and the two. And that's what I would consider syncopation because it was fast. In music, syncopation is more like taking a note that's drawn over multiple counts, multiple beats. So I can understand that. And it's only when I started teaching. Hold on. You, you, you've played instruments? Yeah, but I don't still, I mean, I've played, I have my, my piano and I've, I've played instruments, but not, I'm not a musician for sure. And the way I've played it and the way I've learned it, like piano, for example, is more just notes on sheet music, right? It doesn't say the terms, this is a syncopated or anything. So I'm just playing what I'm seeing, right? So I never, I actually didn't understand that term either. I only picked it up from teaching and hearing people Mm -hmm. say syncopation, syncopation, syncopation. And so I started using that term. So I get where he's coming from, you know, where as a musician, when I started teaching my musicality workshops and started, um, like consultants. So you're now referring to yourself as a musician. I just wanted to point that no, out. No, no, no. I'm saying when I started giving <laughs> musicality workshops for dancers, 
I wanted to educate myself. And so I would speak to a bunch of musicians to ask them about, you know, do I have this right? You know, and, and sometimes they're like, yeah, yeah, that's correct. But then even like bars of music, right? Like we as dancers use two bars of music for our phrasing. Like we count from one to eight. Musicians are like, there's no five, six, seven, eight. It's one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, right? So even that there's like a difference there. But if we taught like that, students wouldn't understand. Basically it's like, where where do you draw the line between like pure purism in definition and who defines that and creating your own definitions? I mean, I, I know where I stand. I'm pretty certain you stand in the same place as I do. We're on the same boat for this, but share your thoughts. Okay, so I'm the, when it comes to um, dance terminology, I won't, I won't even say salsa dance terminology i'm talking about dance terminology i'm probably the worst person you know i i know all of the moves and i've and i've created a lot of a lot of stuff but i don't know names i can't remember you know like i can't even remember moves like I, i've never worried about remembering moves because I'll, I'll probably just create something a little bit different or maybe that move will come back to me in one day now like when i'm teaching like i've been calling a you know the 360 like from a well mm -hmm. what i do is like it's from an open break and you come together and you spin around apparently that's not a 360 see i would consider that's a 360 because you turn 360 yeah degrees. but the 60 350 uh 360 comes from the crossbody inside turn you spin on the spot and then you come around that's what somebody's told me oh that's right okay see for me both of those would be 360 all right so <laughs> This is an example, like you are a, a salsa nomad in the way that you don't have a school. You mm -hmm. travel around the world spreading your gospel of uh, Magna's techniques and musicality. Right. All right. And me, I've been not necessarily running a school since the beginning of me teaching. I've been like, um, the whole thing in in the UK is like to have a a, a class a before the party, and then and then uh, they dance afterwards, free dance. So that it's that kind of structure is completely different than having it in a school. Right. Now in a school, you're going to be doing the same movements over and over again for each level. Each level is probably going to be planned out. You're going to have to work out. Sometimes you're going to have to work uh, create a new level because you've got an overflow of right. students in one particular level and you need to have everything down and you've got a whole lot of teachers around and how can you explain to all the teachers what you want to be done without naming the movements right right you need like a syllabus and you need you need uh, you need you need the terminology you know you can't say oh you know that crossbody inside move where you put your elbow inside and then you flick your <laughs> hand around you know the one i'm talking about teach that one but hold on what's it called give me a name right right you understand so it has been um like i realize the importance now because I'm I'm doing a lot more in uh, the studio with my my school, uh, not just the, the 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 class before the parties. Mm -hmm. So I have to I had to go and look up some names. I said no, let me be a little bit professional, or let me at least look professional by uh, <laughs> by finding a way to you know give names to certain things so people can have that as a reference. And it's easy for me and my records as well. But at the end of the day, what we have to look at as well is this. I know I don't know all the history about salsa. I know there are people that do. And I would gladly send any of my stu students to, for example, Rodrigo's class. 
For me, he's one of the people that knows everything about everything within the salsa because he made a point of going and studying it. He understands right. where the where the arms, why we use our arms in a certain position when we're dancing, doing our basic step, for example. I don't. I I think it. I can't even remember what it came how it came from. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, our goal as teachers is you know is to produce. Well, my goal is to produce good dancers. Right. You know, I want to produce social dancers that can go out there or if they want to perform, perform, you know, right. Um, right. some people are just focused on, you know, I think we've talked about this before, like tuning out students, tuning out uh, dancers, just, you know, for a, it's an it's, a, it's like an industry. Right. It's like you a mass production. It, it, yeah, mass production. Right. So you you just got people coming in and you're getting them all up the level to make sure money is coming in. And I can understand that there's a right. way, you know, it's, but at the end of the day, almost all of us are in there in salsa because or in partner dancing, social partner dancing, whatever it is, because of the love of the dance. Right. I think in terms of terminology, again, you're right. Like I've had more of a nomadic career where I'm traveling and teaching and I'm constantly uh in front of a different group of students most of the time. So I don't have the chance to take students from one place and work with them for a few months to take them to another I, place. And You know, I would say as well, it's easy, just sorry to cut you, but it would mm. be, it's easier for you to change your terminology, whatever you use, because it doesn't matter. Right. So when you have a school, you need to be, you need to be on top fixed. of these things. Right. Yeah. And, and, the th and the thing is, so despite having that freedom, right, with not having a school and having to have a structured syllabus, I've also tried to be diligent about like the things that I'm saying and the, the terms that I'm using. And the reason is not because I'm necessarily creating uh, new terms like Eddie Torres is famous for this, right? Like he's got a name for every single shine. I remember the first time I came to New York and I took a workshop and I danced on one and I, I was completely lost in that class, but he had like Suzy Q, Nadia 2000, this, that. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell he's saying, but I'm just going to watch the person in front of me and try and copy that. And some of those terms, some of those names of those moves I've, I've lived through all of these years, like Susie, everybody knows what the bloody hell a Susie Q is, right? Even though if you look at the, like, why is that a Susie Q? It's just a Susie Q, Susie Q. So you get it. So for me, what I tried to do, and maybe this is where Jonas and other teachers like him could also take note is when I explain something, I try to find uh, whatever relates the most to the student. You know, like you said, the focus should be on the student. The focus should be on learning on their le learning, facilitating their ability to absorb the information. So I don't necessarily want to go the route of coming up with something, some name that's uh, abstract and trying to get them to remember what the hell this is, only for them to forget the name and forget the move, right? Or know the move and be like, oh, actually, I don't know if this is right because I don't remember what it's called. Who the hell cares if you remember what it's called, if you know what you're doing? So for me, I would always go the route of like, if we're doing a step that looks like a diamond, then I would call it a diamond step. Maybe it has some other uh, other term in onto salsa or the on one salsa scene. I don't know, but I'm going to call it a diamond step because this is what we're creating. And it's a visual. So you're like, oh, a diamond step. What does that look like? It looks like when we're creating a diamond with our feet. Okay, I get that. That's a that's an easy reference, you know? So that's the route that I go. And 
personally, I, I'm also a fan more of the technique. So I don't really focus on the movements, calling them names as much as I am focused on like, what is the technique to create this movement? Screw the movement. You do not have to follow this strict um, execution of this move. Like this shine is eight, uh, like four bars of eight, for example, you know, that's that shine. But sure, you could take just two bars out of that. You could do all four bars of eight. You could do whatever you want, you know, like it doesn't have to be exactly the way it's done. But if you add a name to it, people almost can't break that pattern. Like they have to do first count of eight, second count of eight, third count of eight, fourth count of eight. They don't even know how to do just the fourth count of eight, right? Because of the way it's taught. So I think for teachers, it depends on your syllabus, of course, absolutely. Build a syllabus that people know what to expect and you know what to expect and you can scale it so you can teach your teachers how to teach as well, right? In your absence or whatever. But at the same time, like stress the importance of the student finding the things that they like and being able to execute them in different orders, you know? It's definitely about technique. And I'm glad you said that, Magna. I'm, you know, I'm so happy that to have you on this podcast because you, you, you do have some, you know, some intelligence. So I would definitely agree <laughs> with you on that point. And it is about the half technique. of this podcast has intelligence. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I love that. Um <laughs> But yeah, listen, names help put everything in order, you know, and, and at the end of the day, if it's not technically the, the, the right name, does it really matter? You know, if, if you're not if you're not teaching people the, the piano during a salsa class, does it really matter? You know what I mean? It, it, it is about the, the the execution. So we could call each of our shines or each technique that we do. Uh, uh, can name them after a piece of fruit. It right. doesn't yeah. matter. Right. It, it it doesn't matter. But you know, it it if you do, if you can put a little bit more into the education of your students, mm -hmm. which benefits them, you know, then go for it. Right. If you can put the history into each movement, great. Right. You understand? It's just that everybody learns differently. I know, right. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what I needed because it's really weird. I was all about learning different patterns from different people, but then after a while, I, I just wanted to be able to do anything on the dance floor. And I've been working on developing how to do anything that comes to my mind, react to anything and do any kind of movement, which won't break my arm or my partners. Right. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to, like focus on your students and not on your own beef with whatever's out there. Like if you're coming from a musical background and syncopation means something and you hear the term syncopation in dance and you're like, well, I got a problem with this. You know, dancers don't understand. Dancers don't know. Think about your students. What would help them learn? Are you teaching a move that's fast? How do they know this terminology? Oh, everyone, how, what would you call it? You could even ask your students, what would you call it? Oh, is that syncopated? How many people have heard this term? Everybody in class? Well, why don't you use that term for the sake of their learning so that they can understand it quicker and start to apply it quicker? Not to say that you disregard it, but maybe you add that. You know, maybe you add that in there and say, 
by the way, guys, you know, as dancers, we call this syncopation. Now I have a background in music and this is actually what syncopation means. Just so you, so you understand that there's a different definition in music than there is in dance. Now they're educated, but they're still uh, find that relate, relatability to the actual things that you're teaching and they can understand something that they can actually take away. And actually, if you do that, we could probably learn something from you. Exactly. It's all about it's all about learning. If you've got another way of uh, explaining things or doing things, I'm I'm always open to learning. I love new techniques. Ditto. Yeah, because we you know we don't have all the answers. Nobody does. No single person has all the answers. It's only through collaboration and observation and being open minded to other possibilities that we can expand what we know. And again, back to the goal. It's not even about expanding what we know so we can say, oh, look at all of the things I know. It's about expanding what we know so that we can then transfer that knowledge to students so that they can get better at the thing that they're pursuing. They're coming to us for guidance on how to become better at something. So expand your knowledge so that you can then transfer that to them and they can get to their goals. They can achieve their goals. What's the name of that again? What's that called again? Ah, is that what <laughs> you know? We're at the end of the podcast now. I'm, I'm trying to get it in, but I forgot what the title was. So, I hope I know you're going to probably change it to yours. Now, I'm not so. going to change it, it's in our spreadsheet as what's that called again. So, the ah. fact that you forgot it does not mean that I didn't get the name right. We even both forgot it a- up until we would have posted this uh podcast without even putting the title in. So, there yeah <laughs> so thank you you're welcome and you know what this she annoys me so much and i know if if magna annoys you too you know what you should do share this podcast with anybody and everybody <laughs> and even if she doesn't annoy you share it with anybody and everybody because that's what we need to do let's get this podcast out there let everybody know what's going on and uh don't be selfish share 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 and let us know what you what your approach is. If you are dance instructors, let us know what your approach is to teaching, you know, how you feel about certain terminology that either exists out of the dance, like in music or within the dance, like the way people uh, discuss or label moves in New York versus uh, on one or on Cuban style or whatever the case is, like share that with us. And if you're students, you know, what is more important to you? Do you need terminology to be the same across the board or are you able to adapt to whatever your teachers are teaching you as long as the technique is present let us know and don't forget to follow us on instagram and on facebook at naked encounter ciao until next time